Hello everyone and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and for today's episode we have Charles Brubaker, a cartoonist who created the amazing strips Ask a Cat and the Fuzzy Princess, among others. It was a nice little chat about cartoons, animations, and his creations that I hope you all enjoy. Please follow him in all the links below. I personally recommend you go to his Patreon because for what you get for each tier, it is definitely the best value of a Patreon out there. Also, follow us on your favorite audio streaming platform and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, follow us on Twitter at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Alright, Charles, I'm going to ask the icebreaker question I ask for every single podcast. What is your most unpopular art opinion? Most unpopular art opinion? Yes. Uh, oh, oh, let's see. Uh, uh, well, I just... <clears throat> and I guess uh, I prefer character development over world building. I guess there's that. Okay, okay. No, I, I, I can see where you're coming from. Care to elaborate on that a little bit? Oh, uh, I just think, you know, I, I just think that when, when it comes to storytelling i think people should care about the world you know the world you know like i think i think people care too much about the you know quirks of the world you know rather than the characters that inhabit it but i just i just think that characters are the most interesting right to right you know for me yeah, because I can I can understand where you come from. People emphasizing like, oh no, it's like this with this little society over here, and it's like you know that they have this incredible backstory. It's like, no, just talk about like these incredible characters that are in front of you. They're the main reason why you're supposed to come here in the first place. So yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, is that a hill you're willing to die on? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> then with then with that, I can't see a better way to jump into the postmodern art podcast. Welcome everyone. My name is Nathan Raglan. Uh, feel free to subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on whatever streaming platform that you prefer for audio listening, and follow us on Twitter for updates, at PostModArtPod for updates and guest announcements, such as today's guest. <clears throat> he is a member of the National Cartoonist Society with years of experience and three different strips under his belt, with an award-winning animator added to his repertoire. Welcome to the podcast, Charles Brubaker. Charles, how are you doing today? Pretty good, thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be able to sit down and chat with us for a little bit. Just give a little bit of appreciation for what you produce. So mm-hmm. let's start. Well, before we start with what you have made, let's start with why you made it, or rather the origin stories of Charles Brubaker. What exactly got you into art and animation and cartoons in general? Oh, I've been well, I've been reading cartoons when watching cartoons since as long as I can remember. I watched, you know, a lot of shows on TV and you know, read newspaper comics, you know, manga, whatever. So okay. just, yeah, <laughs> not the most exciting answer, but that's basically it. Yeah, and you know, I just grew up. I just grew up with a ton of stuff. No, that's fair enough. Uh, when was exactly like the moment for you where you went from I like watching this stuff to I can actually make this stuff? Uh, I think it was when I read about Charles Schultz and how he creates peanuts. And- okay. All right, and you know because the strip was still running when I was a kid, and it just made, and you know, just made me you know realize, oh, this is something I could do. So, well, there we go. So, um, for those who don't know, as I was doing my little research, I actually read that you grew up in Japan. How much of like the culture there sort of influenced uh, like art for you? 
Oh, a lot. Yeah, I watched a lot of. Yeah, I watched a lot of Japanese stuff growing up, and I read quite a few stuff. So yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there was. Oh yeah, there was a lot of. Yeah, it basically shaped me a lot. Yeah. So okay. I, Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there anything? Was there like any particular shows or any particular mangas in particular that kind of just like grabbed your attention more than anything? Oh uh, yeah, like I'm a huge fan of Fujio Akatsuka, who did Osomatsukun. Uh, I think some people might remember the revival Osomatsun that aired a few years ago. But I was, I grew up watch, you know, reading and watching his stuff, and that basically, he was like a Japanese Mad Magazine type of cartoonist. Oh, okay. And he, he was a huge influence on me. Fair enough. So, fair. yeah, that shaped me a lot. Well, I mean, I, I hope that shaped you a lot because, again, while I was doing my research, I was re- reading up on the fact that, like, you were so involved with, like, art and cartoons and such that by the time you were a teenager, you were actually helping animation historians sort of catalog their stuff. How did that come to be? Oh, uh, just, just – I was on the Internet a lot, and I was on an animation message board, and, you know, people like Jerry Beck would be there, and we just – you know, yeah, he would, I just ate up, you know, whatever he said about animation history, and I love that stuff, so, you know, I love watching old cartoons, so I wanted to learn as much as I could, and I had, I used to have a Leonard Mountain's book of Mice and Magic, and I, you know, I read books like that all the time, and, you know, also comic strip, you know, his history books, you know, I read, you know, I discovered Crazy Cat when I was a teen, for example, and I, I grew up loving that stuff. There we so. go. There we yeah. Go. Uh, well, I mean, we talked about like the influence that that's co- sort of had for you. Uh, like I said in the intro, you have three different strips that you've produced, two of which are still being produced. I it, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, what was exactly sort mm-hmm. of the inspiration for your strips? Uh, a witch named Coco, Ask a Cat, and the Fuzzy Princess. Oh, witch with Coco. I think I just doodled a witch in my notebook, and I figured maybe I could do something with it and. You know, I liked drawing the witch, so I tried. You know, it didn't work out that well, unfortunately, because I, I guess I couldn't think of much to write about. But I had a cat character in Coco that I enjoyed drawing, and I decided, and I wanted, I just enjoyed drawing the cat. You know, character. It was a side character. I just, you know, I just loved drawing the cat more, and I decided, I guess over time, I just want, you know started you know focusing on the cat more than i started ask a cat because i wanted to, it was ask a cat was originally supposed to be like a side thing for coco because mm-hmm. this was, it was like strong bad emails sort of thing where people would you know ask questions yeah and, mm-hmm. okay. and then people people would ask questions you know to the characters but i decided to use a cat instead you know instead of a coco character and Ended up becoming my main thing, you know, like strong bad email gradually did. So I just, yeah, I just kind of went with it because, you know, I had more fun with the kid and just kind of became my main thing for a few years. All right. And then how did uh, the, what was the inspiration for the Fuzzy Princess as well? Uh, at the, I was in a Baltimore Comic Con and Ask a Cat was just starting to run on Go Comics at that point, and I want, you know, I decided, I just at that point I decided to end Coco, you know, but I wanted to do a new comic mm-hmm. to take its place, you know, that because Ask a Cat was more gag driven, I wanted something more story driven, so 
I decided to give it a shot. And I met Frank Camuso, who's a graphic novel. He was a former newspaper cartoonist that switched to graphic novels. Okay. And and he, I showed him, you know, some Ask a Cat, and he liked it. And he suggested I try graphic novel for kids out, you know, because this is starting to become a thing. And so I figured, you know, I decided that sounded fun. So I decided to try it out. And I looked around at that convention. There were several cartoons with kids graphic novel that, you know, that was, you know, becoming a thing. And I decided it might be worth tempting. And I noticed there were a lot of, you know, graphic novels for kids about princesses going on adventures. And I figured that might be a fun genre to try. And I already decided I wanted to do another cat comic. And since the cat and Ask the Cat was a boy, I decided to make the new one a girl and made her a princess. And I just kind of developed everything around her and ended up having a lot of fun with this. So I just, yeah, I just kind of went with it. And so I just, yeah, just, kind of happened that way no i just you know i wanted to try doing a graphic novel and just kind of resulted in fuzzy princess and it's sort of devolved into this like continually growing thing you know to where it is right now which is absolutely incredible (laughs) oh yeah yeah was it where it's at least like what four years now getting close to five something along that yeah yeah it's getting close to five there we go (laughs) are you sort of amazed with kind of the the reception of your comics to this point yeah, kind of, I guess, you know. I mean, I'm I mean, I wanted it to be successful, but, you know, just it just happened that way and I'm I'm very happy. You know, I'm glad. Oh, good. Good. You should be happy. You should be <laughs> glad. You shouldn't be mad. Speaking of, one uh before we go a little bit more into your personal comics, you've actually worked uh with the likes of the SpongeBob magazine as well as Mad magazine. Is there a difference in your opinion between working for companies like that compared to doing stuff on your own? Oh yeah, you know, you have because you have to deal with editors, you know, you're working with others. In a case of Mad Magazine, I, I had you know, I had an artist collaborator, so I had to mm-hmm. that's, okay. that was something that was something to keep in mind, but it was okay. it was fun and I especially had fun on SpongeBob. It was probably my favorite, you know, experience, you know, doing comics for them. Is because there, there was a lot of yeah, there was a lot of creative freedom with the SpongeBob comics, so that was very fun. Okay. To do. Is there like a particular comic or a particular like set that you just think back on and think that was a lot of fun? I can't believe I was able to do that. Yeah, you mean yeah, like yeah, you mean like for my own stuff or my SpongeBob or Mad or why not you know? both? <laughs> oh yeah, there was there were a few like. With Fuzzy Princess, I, there was one storyline I was really proud of where Princess Cat and Kuma the Bear went to a bar and they got into a fight. And, they, and well, Kuma just did poetry reading there, but Cat got into a bar fight. And that was my favorite because I think at that point, you know, I, I kind of changed my plans with Fuzzy Princess to do more of a general audience comic thing instead of strictly for kids. And I think that was the start of it. Basically, you know, because it involved a bar fight. Yeah. <laughs> and she actually, she actually got, you know, drunk and started hallucinating. So I ended up having a lot of fun with that. So I, I just kept. I can only yeah. imagine just the, 
I can only imagine like if kids were able to get their hands and, and you know to see that kind of stuff. I can only I imagine, mean, like, asking, yeah. asking their parents like, "Mommy, what is this alcohol stuff that she's drinking? Why? Why is she? <laughs> why is she getting so angry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why is Kuma doing nothing? <laughs> uh. Oh, what was I gonna say? Uh, words are wonderful. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, at what point, in your opinion, do you think that like your comic strips went from like what you originally intended to evolving to like its own separate thing, like down the line? Like you said, for example, like with a uh, with Fuzzy Princess. I mean, obviously, the bar scene was probably like the point where it's like it was this. Now it's this completely amazing other thing. Uh, yeah, I guess it was about a maybe a year or two at this point, and yeah, I guess I think I probably started. I think I. I think it was after I got rejected by publishers and agents, you know, mm. too many times. And I just kind of, you know, but I, but I, but I enjoyed the characters, you know, and the world they inhabit. So I decided to just continue as a web comic and do it as my own thing because I just liked, I just liked writing these guys too much. So. Right. Right. And yeah. I mean, so I don't see why not. But, you should take pride in how incredible these characters are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, also freed me up to doing more things, you know, with these characters. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's amazing the stuff you've been able to do with these characters, especially nowadays where you're transitioning them into animation form. What exactly sparked you to decide to go with the animation route with your guys? Uh, I've been wanting to do animation for a while. Like, I did, you know, little animation here and there whenever I could, but I never really had the time to do it, but... Let's just say with the pandemic happening and the conventions canceled, I have more free time to do animation now. And yeah, yeah. I decided. So, so I'm basically making the best of the situation, and I ended up enjoying making the cartoons. So that's kind of my big thing now. Yeah. What do you think is more difficult, at least in your opinion, making a cartoon or trying to get a comic strip to print? Uh, I think, I think getting comic strip to print really, especially color comics because because I had to jump through a lot of hoops to get the books made so mm-hmm. and with animation surprisingly more straightforward so, so yeah different they had different challenges but I'm gonna say getting the comics to print was more more hard for me all right and uh, for those who don't know um, you on your uh, YouTube channel, which I will be sure to link in the description below you you do have mm-hmm. your little animations from before but like the big one that the that's mainly involved with your characters was the, you bringing ask the cat, uh, sorry, ask a cat to the animation side of things. What exactly decide when your mind was like, I need to bring this to animation. So say, you know, fuzzy princess first or a witch named Coco. Oh, uh, with ask a cat, honestly, ask a cat went to animation first because I figured, I, I thought, it, I thought it would be the easier, you know, one to animate because it's pretty straightforward. You know, it's just, Mostly narration, anyway, and cat, you know, character describing what happens, and then little simple animation to go with it. And they can be, they don't have to be super elaborate and long. So, yeah, it was just really, just, yeah, it was just really because it were, it was just because it was more straightforward and easier to make, you know, a little simple, something, something easy that you know people can easily latch onto. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I mean, it's not like you left Fuzzy Princess out in the blue. As a matter of fact, this past episode, Cat and Cat, you actually introduced a previously done comic as well 
Uh, <laughs> basically, do you know Princess Cat? Which I thought was yeah. very well done. Um, for those who, uh, for those for people to get the idea, what is it like for you to sort of take a previous strip of yours and like stretch it out to animation? Because it's not exactly like you know as straightforward mm-hmm. as putting the comic on yeah. screen. Yeah, yeah. Was, you know, I had to expand it a bit, and you know, I I I workshop with a friend, friend Brian Emling on a script, and he suggested you know the heist sequence, you know to add more you know to expand on the idea and i ended up liking it so mm-hmm. we just i just added that and just had really really a lot of fun with it so yeah so and it was that short was basically because i wanted i do want to do fuzzy princes into animation and i'm actually writing a script for a cartoon well, there we you go. know fuzzy princess yeah so i guess that was basically me testing how the character would look in animation so I mean, I think it looked absolutely yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I will say I did love that whole entire freaking, you know, transition from the cheesy rom-coms all the way to, like, the heist sequence. That was just, like, a funny little bit right there. That was wonderfully done, <laughs> if I say so myself. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it came out well. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just came out well. Yeah. Uh, and I will be sure, like I said, the YouTube link will be in the description, so definitely watch it. I highly recommend it. Like I said, that, you know, I, well, I told you personally beforehand, that's how I got interested in kind of your stuff as well. And I've just been hooked on it ever since, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. I'm hungry for more. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> um, oh yeah. So am I. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, well, I'll ask this, like I said, you're currently working on, like, you know, trying to bring, uh, make a fuzzy princess sort of animated thing. What do you hope to have with these, like, animated shorts? Like, do you hope at some point you might be able to get, like, a full-time, maybe animated cartoon of it? Or, like, what's the goal in yeah. your mind? Yeah, I want to, yeah, I do want to transition to doing animation more just because it's something I have more fun doing. And, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely my goal. Yeah, so, yeah, I like to, I'm, you know, I'm, I like the idea of doing like online shorts like Homestar Runner was in its yeah. prime and because I I like the idea of making animations, you know, by myself, you know, independently and that's something I'm hoping I can do more of as you know, as as I get more and more used to doing the, the animation process. There we go. I mean you already ha- you already are an award winning animator at this point. How how incredible was it for you to get a award of merit from the Global Shorts Festival for Cat? And Cat? That was, oh, that was yeah, just surprising. Yeah, I just <laughs> got it. You know, I submitted to the awards. You know, you know, to the awards thing. You know, a while ago, and I just got an email saying, you know, I won the award of merit, and yeah, I won something finally. There we so, go. Yeah. I was gonna say personally, as a as another award winning filmmaker as well, no matter what the award ceremony is, it's still incredible just to say, "Hey, I won something." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, what is in your at this point? What has been like the proudest or like the most surreal moment you've had with any of your strips? Uh, the most surreal moment. Uh... Like, what was the moment to where you like you just had to sit down and just be like? This is what I do now, or this is my life. How did I get here? What in the world? I guess that was when I started getting, you know, printed in publications, you know, like the Sponge, like the SpongeBob, you know, when I started mm-hmm. getting comics published in the SpongeBob magazine. That was, I think, that was, you know, when I finally 
you know, when I it got to me that I made it, you know, that was it. I think that a man magazine, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, come on, I have notes right here. Words are wonderful. Uh, wh- well, I, I we know what you want to do with the animation side. What do you hope to see with the the comic strips as well that you currently have going on? Well, just you know, hopefully, pe- more people read it. Just continue as long as I can, and maybe get more books published. Yeah, that's pretty simple, pretty straightforward goals, really. Mm-hmm. And if I and if, and if a publisher, you know, if I could get a publisher at this point, you know, that's even better because less, you know, business side for me to deal with. Oh, absolutely! I can already tell you right now. I would highly recommend you guys getting the books. I, you know. Just saying, just offhand, you know, I, th- I think they're pretty good value, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buy my books, buy my books. Which, again, link will definitely be in the description below. I I, I, yeah. I love these things, I really do. Awesome, uh, thank you. Oh, no problem, no problem at all. Uh, Well, I, I had that, uh, let me backtrack a little bit. Um, I did want to mention, so, for those who don't know, with Ask a Cat, how much, like, the questions that were some that you make comics about, those are actual questions from actual people. That's not like something you just dreamt up of at like a last minute, right? Uh, the the early ones, oh, the early ones, most yeah, definitely got questions from readers, but and later, but the later, a lot of the later ones, I did, you know, okay, it was became it became mixes. Sometimes I would, you know, mix with, you so know, sometimes I would mix people. with. Yeah, or sometimes I would rewrite them, you know, so it would work better. Okay. Strip, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially. Yeah. <laughs> What's been like the weirdest question, in your opinion, that you've had for Cat? Uh, I think it was. Uh, I would say when somebody asked me a talking cat, like that's it, <laughs> like. I, I later found out it was a reference to a really bad movie, but I didn't know at the time, so I just kind of went with, yes, this is, I'm a talking kid. I just did an entire strip about it. <laughs> there was another one where, and there was another one where I, I, I took a spam email I got, and I actually used it as an Ask a Cat strip, even though it was just a, a spam, spam email. email. Yeah. Like, I actually looked through the junk mail to see if I could, there's something I could use, and I just, picked one because i thought it'd be funny so i mean it certainly seems funny to me <laughs> just like yeah the, yeah like i can imagine just like the the classic i'm a nigerian prince can you give me five thousand dollars well that'd be nice and all but you know i don't know if i can really give you that i don't exactly have that access to money just yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i i have to ask a very specific question for cat as well if he wants to consider it at some point Okay. What would a cat podcast look like? Oh, hmm. Mm. That's, that's definite. Yeah, hmm. I have to think over that. Maybe that'll be. The, maybe that'll be the next animated short. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I could just only imagine, like you know, it'd be talking about like the the things that are like surrounding him or whatnot. So it'd be like yeah. you know, you, you know, it's just, you know, like asking the weird questions where do you know what are mouses doing in like their off time or like you know what exactly about humans you know makes them want to leave the house all the time and not spend more time with us cats uh, yeah almost like like it was trying to be like true crime or whatnot but like asking the real mysteries of life oh yeah <laughs> 
I think I may have. I think I may have stumbled upon something for you. <laughs> uh, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> um, so you have all these. You know, you have the animations going on. You have these comic strips going on. Let's say a, I'm gonna put you in an interesting scenario. All right. Let, okay. Let's say a publishing company comes to you and says, okay, mm-hmm. we want to publish something, but we want to publish something that no one has ever seen before. We'll give you free reign to do whatever you want with it, but it can't be mm-hmm. something that you've previously done. What would be the dream new Charles Brubaker comic? Oh, it would be probably be a ghost cat comic that I've been toying with. The ghost Basically cat like comic? A, yeah, it was a comic. Yeah, it's kind of like a horror comedy comic idea okay. that I had, like, I, I did a pitch comic years ago for a publisher in a contest, but didn't really go anywhere, unfortunately. But yeah, it's something I thought of. Okay, I but yeah, I wasn't even aware of this. this. Is like like just basically daily adventures of like you know a cat uh, a cat ghost scaring people or something or yeah, it was based it was based on a Japanese folklore about a you know cat who becomes a ghost by licking lantern oil because which um... is a it was a it was an old folklore from like hundred years ago, and I figured that might be an interesting graphic novel idea or it, series. It certainly would yeah. be. I'm surprised. I'm surprised more didn't come out of that because that's that actually does sound interesting and like and the nice little like horror comedy twist to it as well. I mean that that just seems right up your alley. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So. Uh. What was I gonna say? With with these uh, I mean, with these animations that you're currently working on, what in your opinion has been like the the hardest part about making an animation? Oh, let's see. I I would say maybe I would say the actual animating part, which you know it's I you know I got the hang of it now, but it's also you know I enjoy animating, but it's also a tedious process. Right. <laughs> although although I guess even. Comics can be tedious, like although there's, although at the same time, animation is more forgiving than comics because you know you're you have more freedom with how you want the poses to look, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah, because a lot more happens in animation than in comics, so it's also it's ironically it's like easier and harder, you know, at the same time. No, I I, I can understand so, where you're coming from on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say I, I remember not too long ago. I guess it was like around Halloween time. You did uh, Princess Cat and like the Nine Tails thing. I love the little joke of this would be hard to animate. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh yeah. Um. I mean, again, you got all this stuff kind of going on. Where do you? I'll ask the generic question of where do you hope to see yourself, say, five, ten years from now? Well, I'm hoping I get you know more animation stuff you okay. know going by then, like. Like one of my goals is to have a little small studio, small boutique studio, I guess, and I'm hoping I can expand a bit more. You know, five years from now, we we'll go. see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Get small. <laughs> we'll get, see how that goes. Get, make small bug productions turn to big bug productions, huh? <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. Yes, I gotta laugh. I'm I'm somewhat humorous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, that's that's the majority of the questions I do have. I do have one last one though. All right. Okay. Obviously, All right. obviously, with art, you've you've gotten you know this far, you know, with it, you know, making these incredible animations, making these absolutely wonderful and hilarious comics. How important is art not only for you but for the world as a whole? 
I think it's pretty important. You know, arts, you know, you can express yourself with art, and I think you could get convey your thoughts and messages, you know, with art. So I think it's pretty pretty important, personally. All right. Like I don't have I don't have much insightful things to say about art, but I just but the short version is I think it's pretty important. I mean, yeah, you know, as I mean, as long as we all understand sort of the importance of art, I mean, you don't need to have like a a twenty page college style essay for it. Oh. I mean, we we all understand. Oh. <laughs> so, oh heck, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, with that, that's that's all the questions that I have. Um. I did want to say real quickly though, right here, like I I mentioned before, um, in the short time that I've gotten to know your content or whatnot, I've just absolutely like I found like a nice little piece of, piece of joy from it. Like it's incredible to see like this little animation because at least for me, it feels like a nice little throwback style, but with like a nice you know updated humor that you know anyone can instantly relate to at one aspect mm-hmm. or another, and like the comics like. Yeah, I know you mentioned at the beginning you're not big on whole entire world building, but the world you've created with Fuzzy Princess alone has been incredible. But like the characters are like the most memorable part of it, you know, with you know, uh, you know, Princess Cat obviously, uh, Jackson, you know, uh, the Queen, you know, all these different characters and such, each of them with their own like unique and distinct characters and such. I, you know, it, I've been instantly glued, and I really cannot wait to see what more you come out with because it's absolutely just wonderful. So I want to personally say thank you so much for what you do. Oh, no problem. Glad you glad you think so. Go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. Okay, well, you know, I'm on Twitter at, at BakerTunes, and I'm also on Instagram at BakerTunes, although I don't use it as much. And, and I'm on YouTube as well. Uh, I, I, guess you, I guess you'll link it in the description. I'll be so. sure to link all this stuff below. I just want to make sure that people at least have the idea what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, check my uh, check out my Twitter, you know, my YouTube channel, and my web comic uh, Fuzzy Princess, which is fuzzy princesscom So, yeah, and, I'm on a bunch of places. And also, like I would recommend as well, definitely check out his shop because, in my opinion, they have some of the best value for like books and such. That like you know, a little bundle, little stickers, all this different kind of stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely check out my shop. Oh, I'm on Patreon as yes. well. I was just about to mention like- that as well. <laughs> Yeah, patreon.com slash smallbook. So, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if there's a place for like, I mean, there might be a review thing or whatnot, but I'm going to tell you right now, compared to a lot of patrons, I like to consider yours probably the best for per value because I'm in the uh, the $5 tier. I got these like incredible like little postcards and sketches and such that I absolutely love. Like It was incredible to get that nice little bundle. So definitely apply for the Patreon if you guys can. Um, yeah. Do you have any final words for the people at home? Uh, take take care of yourself and you know be nice to cats be nice and to read cats. comics. There you go. And be <laughs> all right then. Well, with that being said, all I have to say is hasta luego, amigos. Thank you. Sayonara. <laughs>